This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yesterday was my birthday, so today I'm on the downslope. It was I, I was all the way up here yesterday, and now I'm just I'm coasting today. Do you feel any difference? Yeah, I feel old because I didn't... <laughs> didn't do anything <laughs> like the, the the pinnacle of my night was getting uber eats to, to deliver the food to the house instead of having to go get the food hey what a birthday present for yourself i'm telling you so that's when you know you've gotten to that age when that is the most exciting part of the day so Amen on that. <laughs> but it's been good for me how's it been for you coach it's been great you know um, i got a vehicle i'm working on at the house right now in my shop and went to look at the vehicle and the lady told me she says you think it's the timing belt I go, well, I don't think it's the time mm-hmm. belt. I think it's the starter. Mm-hmm. So she towed it over to my shop, tore it apart, found that it was a starter, sent her a picture of how the starter looked. It was tore apart. Right. And she still says, well, my sister says it's the time belt. <laughs> I said, well, no, it's not the time belt. It is a starter. Right, right. I said, I'll make sure I, that we will make sure that it's not the time belt. It is a starter. So the back and forth with the with Coach, the you s- ever say, hey, you know what? It might be <laughs> your timing belt, but also here is your starter that looks like shrapnel. <laughs> that was it. I tried to tell her. She's, I started to ask her, said, is your sister a mechanic? Does she know what she's talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, maybe, maybe you should go let your sister work on that timing belt. I, I hear that. <laughs> I mean, she may know something but also anecdotally your starter is in pieces over here this may, ha- may be an issue i like that i like that because i know you probably get that more than just once oh yeah somebody always tells you i always tell the customer that i talk to never tell the customer the technician what it is mm-hmm. tell them your symptoms let them find out what it is because once you start telling the technician well it's my timing belt it's my spark plugs well, those are some of those things they're likely to look at first. Right. But let them diagnose the vehicle. Let them tell you what's wrong with the vehicle. Even if you may think you have a direction of what it is, that's a good tip to do and right. to use. Right. I guess, you know, people kind of get it backwards because, you know, people are very untrusting nowadays. So they'll ask, you know. Joe over here and Joe will tell them that, well, it's this. And then they'll come bring it to you. And then they'll be like, well, Joe said that. And I mean, you're the mechanic, though. Who well, is Joe? Well, that's when you start thinking about maintenance as working on the vehicle, people maintaining your vehicle. Make sure you find somebody that you can trust. Right. Maintaining your vehicle. Right. All you got to do is get her to trust you. She'll stop listening to her sister. After well, that. you know, I've been working on her. I've been working <laughs> on her car for about 10 years. Oh, well. So they trust me. <laughs> but I think somebody just put in their ear, well, it has so many miles, it could be the time belt. Well, the engine's not turning yeah. and the starter motor is. Right. You know. Right, right, so. right. 2023, the year to trust your sister. Right. We're talking about general auto maintenance today. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.com. 
org. And of course, you know, I found a slight definition for general auto maintenance, oh, yes. even though it's very, you know, self-explanatory. But general auto repair services include preventive automobile maintenance, oil and filter changes, rotation of tires, and more. And every vehicle is unique and various parts can wear out at irregular intervals depending upon your driving habits. So, Coach, you give us, you know, your tips for general auto maintenance. Preventive maintenance. Preventive maintenance keeps you from having the high expense of something that you could have done now. Okay. Something that you have already taken care of will keep other things from breaking. If it's doing the oil changes at the right interval, if it's changing filters, if it's uh, checking the air pressure in your tires, there's a lot of different things if you can go. But if you look in your owner's manual, in the back of it, there is a place that tells you what general maintenance is Mm -hmm. on that vehicle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you should always go by the uh, manufacturer's book and make sure that you're doing it correctly. Right, right, right. And then so tell me or tell our audience, too, why it's important to keep up on that preventive maintenance. Well, one thing, it's going to uh, protect your warranty. Okay, of course. If you do not keep up with it the way they want you to keep up with it, say the engine blows and they can make it come back to you by Mm -hmm. saying you didn't change the oil, Mm -hmm. now you're going to pay for it. They're not going to pay for it. Okay. So when you do preventive maintenance on your car, Go buy what the manufacturer has in your owner's manual and then make sure that you get it taken care of because it's going to keep you from breaking down on the highway. Yeah. Well, there's nobody around to help you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you spoke a little bit about intervals. Talk about that a little bit. Intervals of when you should have this maintenance work done. Well, if you think about intervals, intervals is a time when something has to be done. Mm -hmm. Okay, oil, people say, well, I would say in the older days, oil was changed every 3,000 miles or Mm 3,500. Now oil gets changed every 7,500 to 10,000 miles due to... The oil being better. You know, I always think about these manufacturers and the dealers when they sell you a car. We're going to give you two years free maintenance. Well, they're going to change your oil twice. That's what you're getting. (laughs) Due to the 10,000 mile intervals Intervals, of changing the oil. Yeah, yeah. But that two years, that that 365 sounds real good. (laughs) (laughs) Not for $6.99. Right. But once again, changing your oil is very important to make sure that oil is changed. Mm-hmm. Make sure you change your air filter. You know, there's so many people that just forget about their air filter mm-hmm. because they don't go up under the hood. And when they take it to a Jiffy Lube or a Walmart or a fast lube place, the first thing that the uh, technician says, well, you need a new air filter. Well, you haven't changed it in 50,000 miles. Right. You probably do need an air filter. Right. You know, and then cabin filters, you got, you know, maybe your car has a musty smell in it and cigarettes mm-hmm. and all that in mm-hmm. your car. Well, change that cabin filters. Our cars didn't used to have them, but now they have a filter that will Keep. take the smell out. And, change it. And keep it from coming in, too, keep I heard. It, well, it comes in through the air. Okay. You know, and so when you recirculate it, all that stuff, the filter picks it Gets back and up. filters out. So right. that's some good maintenance tips. I love that. And we're going to go to the phone lines to see who else has got questions about maintenance. We've got Edward on the line from Meridian. He's got a diesel truck with brake issues. You're on with Coach Charlie, Edward. Coach. How you doing? I got a Dodge 96 Dodge one-ton dually. And... Uh, my light, brake light, and ABS light comes on, and I have, don't have any, um, the brakes are hard. I can't smash down. So uh, it happened once before. Um, my mechanic thought it was a brake booster and master cylinder. 
I replaced that. And it the the problem is intermittent. Uh, I unloaded a, a load of cows, and when I took off, I didn't have any brakes. Well, after I uh, replaced the brake boost in the master cylinder, uh, everything, I mean, the next day the, the truck worked, the brakes worked fine. The next day when I was getting ready to take it to the mechanic, the brakes were working fine, so we replaced uh, those parts anyhow. And uh, that's been a year or so ago. I've driven it since. And um, yesterday after unloading a load of cow, uh, go to takeoff, don't have any brakes. Uh, one shop, well, I took it by the dealer. The dealer, it's a 96 head. He, his reader didn't read back that far. And uh, they thought it was the ABS sensor. But uh, they couldn't be sure because they didn't have a reader. None of the parts go read back to 96 to Dodgers. And that ABS sensor is no longer made. Uh, it's, you can't, you can't find them. What do you suggest I need to do? Well, the first thing they should be able to read uh, back to 96 because everything from 96 up uses the same type of scanner, the same kind of connector. All they do is plug it in. It's the same one from 96 up, 95 below, or all different. And they may not because that was ODB1. Now you're in ODB2, and they could put that scanner on if you go, especially the dealer, if they had one, they should have been able to put it on there. But now if you say the ABS light comes on, the ABS sensor, it could be a wheel speed sensor because when the all of that goes, the ABS and all comes on is operated with a wheel speed sensor as well. Okay, if you have a wheel speed sensor that is bad, the ABS brake will come on. Okay, that light will come on. But by you saying that the brake is hard, okay, well, it may have something wrong with the ABS pump itself because you just changed the brake booster. The brake booster does have a check valve on it. I don't know if they replaced that check valve at the time, but it does have a check valve. I would check that because it's very easy to check and it's not a very expensive part. It's right there on the booster itself. Now, I will tell you another thing that you might want to check. It's a diesel, so a diesel does not create as much vacuum as a gasoline vehicle. So I would make sure that I am getting vacuum right there at that check valve because, once again, the brake booster itself feels hard when it does not have no vacuum assist. Okay, so I would check that check valve and that vacuum going up to that booster. The check valve and the vacuum going to the booster. Right. Now, I did take it to a shop, and he looked at it, and he said the ABS was on the rear brakes. There was no ABS on this model truck. Yeah, it, it may not be because, like I say, they did change, and they did have – according to what year it was and what model it was they did change where they put the abs now most all vehicles have abs on the front i would check it to me it sounds like that brake booster is not getting enough vacuum because usually uh-huh. on, usually on diesels they put a vacuum pump on there because of that problem because they do not create enough vacuum okay let me um see. it's a check valve right there the Okay, there's a check valve right there on the booster itself where it plugs into the booster. Okay, and then just follow that hose and make sure that vacuum hose, that booster line does not have a hole in it anywhere. Okay. Because that will cause your problem. Edward, did that help Uh, you? Yes, but uh, why is it an intermittent problem? It happened about a year ago. Well, that's what I'm saying. That check valve one-time thing and then the next day it worked 
and but I, I replaced parts anyhow. Yeah, so check the just check the uh, vacuum check valve because if the vacuum does that, if it doesn't work, and it may not work one time, and it may work the next. All right. Well, Edward, I hope that works out for you. If you've got a question, send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about general auto maintenance. Is your car under recall? I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. We've got some callers on the line, but first, here are some recent recalls. Hyundai, Kia um, are recalling more vehicles over a tow hitch fire risk. This time, some 568,000 Hyundai vehicles are effective, affected, including model year 2022 to 2023 Santa Cruz pickups, model year 2019 to 23 Santa Fe SUVs, model year 2021 to 23 Santa Fe high hybrid SUVs and model year 2022 to 23 Santa Fe plug-in hybrid SUVs. Roughly 3,500 model year 2022 to 23 Carnival minivans from Kia are also affected. The issue is with the tow hitch harness, whether installed as original equipment or as an accessory through the dealership, water may accumulate on the tow hitch harness modules, printed circuit board, and cause an electrical short, increasing the risk of a fire and injury while part or driving. Owners of these vehicles are advised to park outside and away from structures until the remedy is completed. Now, there isn't a final repair for Hyundai models at this time, but in the interim, dealers will inspect the tow hitch module and remove the related fuse as necessary for free. Once available, dealers will install a new fuse and wire extension kit. The final repair is available for the Carnival, however. Both brands will send owner notification letters in May, but those with further questions can call Hyundai. Day. Mercedes adds 70,000 GLE, GLS SUVs to detaching window trim recall. These include model year 2022 GLE 350s, GLE 450s, GLE 580s, GLS 450s, GLS 580s, Maybach GLS 600s, AMG GLE 53s, and 63S, and AMG GLs S63 SUVs. The trim bars on the rear door may not have been fastened properly during assembly process and may separate from the SUV while driving, increasing the risk of a crash and or injury. To resolve the problem, dealers will inspect and secure the rear window trim bars as necessary for free. Owner notification letters will be sent May 16th, but those with further questions can contact Mercedes. Jeep has issued recalls for 58,000 plus Wranglers over fuel leak risk. Um, effective vehicle models include the 2020 to 2023 Wrangler SUVs. Some of these models may have been produced with an unnecessary frame stud, which may puncture the fuel tank in the event of a crash and cause a fuel leak. A fuel leak increases the risk of a fire and injury, especially when it occurs near an ignition source. As a fix, dealers will inspect and remove the frame stud and cover the area with paint as necessary for free. Owner notification letters are expected to be sent out May 12th, but those with further questions can contact Jeep. And finally... 
330,000 Honda vehicles are recalled for detaching side mirrors. These include model year 2020 to 2022 Odyssey minivans and passport SUVs and model year 2020 to 21 pilot SUVs and Ridgeline pickup trucks. The issue involves the left and right side rear view mirror heater pads, which are located behind the mirror's glass. The heater pads are attached with adhesive tape that may lose adhesion over time and cause the mirror glasses to detach. A detached mirror glass increases the risk of reduced visibility and a crash. To fix the issue, dealers will replace both side view mirrors for free. Honda will begin notifying owners May 8th, but those with further questions in the meantime can call the automaker. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls, and inputting your VIND or find their Safer Car app. We're talking about general auto maintenance, and we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. On the line with us right now, we've got Terry in Ridgeland. Terry, you are on with Coach Charlie. Good morning. Good morning. And that was an earful that, that we just got there on those recon. <laughs> that was an earful. <laughs> I know she's ready for a, a, a glass of water or cider or something. Yeah, you'll be my break, Terry. You're my break. <laughs> Go ahead uh, and ask your question to Coach. Well, I, I, I can't out a while. You may have to stop me. I, I've got a couple of things here. I've got a 2016 Porsche. I'm just tooling right along last week. 144,000 miles on it. Um, everything's just fine. All of a sudden, the transmission goes as if it's in neutral, and it's not going anywhere. I pull up and turn it off, let it sit a minute, crank it back up. It goes maybe 10, 15 feet, uh, and, and the same thing. Well, uh, it's in the Ford, it's in the shop right now, but you know, they're backlogged a little bit. But, but now, there was a recall on, on the automatic transmission gear shift, gear position indicator. The mechanic tells me that would not be related to this uh, particular issue that I had. Now, the first guy that looked at it, he sent it to the transmission shop, said that when he put the, the, the gauges on it, he said every indication looked bad on the transmission. So I'm, you know... I won't have a answer on that until the transmission guy looks at it. I was wondering. Now, someone did mention a throttle body, which I, I, I can't imagine could be connected to that problem. I didn't know if you had any any input on that. And, and I've got another question if you have one. Okay, on the transmission itself, the transmission runs in correlation with the engine. According to how the engine's running, the engine is what tells the transmission when to shift according to the speed of that transmission and and the load. Now, the throttle body itself, if something's wrong with the throttle body and the computer itself is reading something different because the PCM and the transmission control module has to be reading each other. Okay, now, those computers do have a check, uh, a check digit in there where they could read make sure that it's not the throttle body if it's it could lead to something else but yeah a throttle body could do that but by it jumping out of gear and going into neutral that sounds like something to do with the uh, shifter right there because like say you were just running along it was running fine you ain't had no problem with it slipping at all okay that sounds like either uh, a module in there uh, on that transmission 
so it may not be a catastrophic transmission factor. No, I don't think it's the transmission itself because something's making it go into neutral. Now, okay. now one other thing he mentioned, he said that uh, that you have a, a high and a low pressure on your uh, on your fuel pump. Is that right? Uh, a high and a low side, or a, or a fast and a weak side, or something like that. But he said it looked like the low side wasn't uh, working properly. But but he, he didn't know if again this was the one mechanic who said it to the other. I don't know if that could be related. Okay, if you think about what he's talking about, the high and low, if you, you on a lot of these vehicles now, you have a delivery pump, and that's the low pump. That's coming from the tank up to the injector rail. Okay, then you have a high-pressure pump that builds the pressure up until it gets to the injectors. Okay, so you do have two different pumps on there according to what year that vehicle is. And, you know, usually... According to how the engine itself is operating, it might, but I, w- I would still put that scan tool on it, see what the scan tool says, and go from there. All right. Terry, did that well, help that, you? That, that certainly did. You know, look, I, I'm so old, my, my first instinct is to take it to, you know, O'Shea Creek, but, but I think I really have it in the right places. Oh, yes. These things are so complicated now. I, you know, you want to take it to the pro. I have one other question if you have one moment. My rear, the, uh, the rear view uh, camera, and it, it's done this since I bought it used here about a year ago, it sort of works intermittently. Uh, I, I, can, I can be backing up, and then all of a sudden it, it defaults to uh, just a, uh, the, the regular screen. Does that sound like maybe a loose connection or a faulty camera? That sounds like a loose connection to me because it works intermittently coming on and off. That means there's a loose connection. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. And I hope I gave you a break on the, uh, uh, on the uh, talk there. You did, <laughs> Terry. Thank you, honey. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about general auto maintenance between your car repair questions. What's in the news? The mandatory in-car breathalyzer is only a few years away. Yay! Blow starts for everybody. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician, is our expert host. I'm Jermaine Flood. I hope you downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, get this... You can actually leave a question now, a whole voicemail for us, and we'll put you on air. Also, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Let's go straight to the phones. We've got Dorothy on the line from Gulfport. Dorothy, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Thank you guys so much for having my, my question on, and I appreciate you. My car, when I'm driving, it's a Jeep Cherokee 2015, and sometimes when I take off, it feels like somebody ran in the back of me and I can't have a big jerk on it. I, I didn't know transmission problems happen in Jeeps, but is that transmission? Well, it could be transmission, or it could be the rear end itself. You know, that's a... Uh four-wheel drive vehicle that means that the rear wheels have a drive shaft going to the rear and Uh 
it could be something back there when you put it in gear that it clunks real bad. Okay. Uh, it usually does it when you first take off, right? Right. And that, I would check the rear end and see if there's anything wrong with it back there because that could happen. And let me ask you a question. Does it make any noise when you back up with the uh, vehicle? No, it doesn't make any noise. Okay, I and would. Sometimes when I take off, it feels like somebody ran in the back of me like it goes boop. Yeah, I would check that rear end and see if there's anything loose back there, maybe where the springs are uh, and the rear end is moving a little bit. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're so I welcome. appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Well, you you helped that out, Coach. I'm <laughs> glad she called. I am glad she called. Um, we've got Dane on the line, but I don't think Dane's quite ready yet. So we're going to go to what's in the news. So in the news, mandatory in-car breathalyzer is only a few years away. So starting in a few years, all new vehicles sold in the U.S. must have the ability to passively detect when drivers are under the influence of alcohol. If they are drunk, the system has to immobilize the car. If this sounds a bit sudden, it actually isn't. The rule was hidden in the depths of President Biden's trillion dollar um, infrastructure investment and jobs act from late 2021, but by next year, a final rule must be issued on the new regulation. But there's just one real pop problem. That piece of technology doesn't really exist yet for a commercialized application. Because of this, the automotive industry as a whole is reportedly trying to quickly come up with the technology. So far, only one company has a bit of a leg up on the rest of the automotive landscape. So here's how it works, coach. Drivers would exhale toward a small sensor that could be embedded in the steering column or the side door trim and a way to quick pass fail reading on the alcohol content of their breath. It uses an algorithm that detects the amount of ethanol on a driver's breath compared with naturally occurring carbon dioxide. The sensor works through a detector that measures how much infrared light of a specific wavelength is absorbed by the surrounding air. This measurement is then used to calculate the concentration of a specific gas, in this case, ethyl alcohol. So literally blow starts for everybody. wonder if they could use that for an anti-theft mechanism. Yeah, we can go all over with this. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Yes. Yeah, if it's not your breath that's being blown into that thing. Let's see, somebody else, your passenger could be playing a joke and they're not ready to go leave the bar yet. They'll go out there and blow into the uh, little sensor. Yeah. And y'all got to stay at the bar longer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that comes to this light. This is the vehicular equation of lo- trying to log into somebody's account and locking them out because you keep missing the passwords, but doing it on purpose, <laughs> that, basically. That's true. But, you know, in, in real DUI situations, you will get issued a blow start and you cannot start your vehicle unless you pass that blow. Um, here's the thing in maintenance situations. In that case, you literally have to be with your car when you're trying to go get it maintenance That's because right. you're going to have to blow in that just so the mechanic can get start. in it and work on it. <laughs> and unless that's they, a real thing that well, they do. Uh, unless they go and hack it. Maybe they'll get into the computer and hack the computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of how you could do that. That's it. <laughs> We've got some calls on the line. Let's go to Vicksburg. Dane is on the line with us. Dane, you are on with Coach Charlie. Hey, Coach Dane Davenport. I love your show. Thank you all for having me. Appreciate it. Um, I've got a 94 Z28 Camaro. And my question is, my brakes are kind of spongy. Uh, and we're talking about maintenance today. Is there ever a time you change out, you know, your, your brake fluid will get real black and stinky? 
Is there a time that you ever change that out? You know, used to, they never changed the brake fluid, but now a lot of uh, warranties and maintenance is on changing the brake fluid every, they have an interval in for every vehicle. But first thing, while your brakes may be spongy, they probably have a little air in them. You know, so you might right. want to find out where that air got in it. If you had a leak, if you if you changed the brakes and somebody left a line open or something and they closed it, got air in the system. But, yeah, it, you know, we used to, when you had wheel cylinders and still uh, calipers on there, they'd be rusted and they wouldn't, you know, you had to change them because of the water. Because that's one thing, brake fluid absorbs water real easy. And okay. that that is the reason they want you to change that brake fluid. Fantastic. Can I throw a second question on you real quick? Yes, sir. If a transmission has not had a service since it was new, and it's got a it's a high mileage, one hundred fifty thousand miles, is it best just to leave it alone? I would just leave it alone because I was talking to somebody the other day. The same thing. They were going to change their fluid. Their vehicle's running great. Uh, you know, all those little particles have fell down into the system, and the fluid right. is thicker. And now once you put that thinner fluid in there, it may not work the way you want it to work. That's what I thought. I appreciate your help there. Yes, sir. We appreciate you, Dane. We're going to head to Biloxi. We've got Bill on the line. Bill, you're on with Coach Charlie. Thank you very much. Hey, Coach. I got uh, two questions regarding a 02 Lexus RX 300. One is while driving down the highway, sometimes when I let up off the gas, there's a jerk which kind of brings it down, but as soon as I give it a little bit more gas, it goes just fine, and I don't know what causes that. It's not all the time, but it's starting to be a little bit more frequent. And the second question has to do with brakes as well. Periodically, the brakes don't want to catch, uh, which is not a good thing, but they just don't want to catch. What do you mean, you don't, with that? What do you mean they don't catch? Well, well, it's like you, I can push down on it and the car keeps going and i have to kind of do a quick pump or something to make them catch again okay that's what i was thinking then okay now the same thing with other gentlemen air in a vehicle uh brake system it will make the brake pedal go down but Uh if you have to pump those brakes most likely you got a bad master cylinder okay because because it sounds like your pedal's going further than it's supposed to Okay, and then mm-hmm. when you then when you pump it back up, it comes back up, and the brakes stop. That is, I would look at the master cylinder for that. Okay. Okay. But on your other problem, have you noticed when you crank your vehicle up and you put it in gear the first time when you first take it off that maybe the engine's moving a little bit that you can hear it move? Have you noticed anything like that? It's kind of. Well, it it was running a little rough periodically, but we we changed the. The uh, spark plugs and the coil packs, uh, someone said it may be the oxygen sensor, but well, I'm not sure if that would have anything to do well, with it. Was the check engine light on? Uh, yes. Okay, so the first thing, go, yeah. in, go get it scanned, okay, and go to somebody that you know has a good scan tool. Let them put the scan tool on it. Let them see what codes are in there because one code will make another code come in. But like you say, the oxygen sensor, if it's the rear oxygen sensor, it will have nothing to do with it. If it's the uh, upstream oxygen sensor, it will have something to do with it. So go get it scanned okay. and then see what, call us back next week and let us find out what's wrong with it. 
Okay, appreciate it. Yeah, Thank you. good, good follow up, Bill. Call us back. That would work, Coach. Will do. You are a a doctor. You hear me? You can just hear <laughs> symptoms, and you just you write you write a few things down, and it's over with. We're talking about general auto maintenance. You can email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. Coach, let's continue our general auto maintenance conversation. When it comes down to it, going from summer to winter, to winter, to summer, to spring. You know, we just had four seasons in the past four weeks. Well, you know, I was going to talk about getting ready for summer, but then I had to go back and talk about a little bit of getting ready for winter again because you don't know if it's going to come back right in the next week. Like you said, four seasons in one week. In four, well, one week, yeah. Yes. What do you do maintenance-wise to be able to keep up with all of that? Well, once again, oil, I'm going to have to go back to oil. Oil is very, very important because, you know, somebody had me change their oil the other day, and when I checked their oil, they had no oil <laughs> at all. No, I had to put three quarts of oil in a four-quart oil but wait, capacitor. Can you change my oil, but ain't no oil? <laughs> Well, I had to put I had to put three quarts of oil for this person to go get their oil changed because right. I told them I wasn't changing their oil <laughs> just you because can't of that. Change it. You can't change it. But you want to make sure oil check it the intervals on it. Yeah. Tires if you if you put winter tires on them, go ahead and change back to your all terrain. I mean your all season tires mm-hmm. that you have so you can windshield wiper blades are very important. You know we get a lot of rain this time of the year mm-hmm. and you want to make sure you get new wiper blades. I heard somebody the other day spent six hundred dollars for a battery. And two wiper blades. Oh, I thought you were just going to say just for the wiper blades. I was like, these no. must be some lifelong for, wiper blades. For a battery and two wiper blades. Ooh, that's and, still a lot, though. Oh, well, I didn't want to say she was crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm just sweating. Saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, that's all I could <laughs> that say. That made my stomach hurt. <laughs> but make sure that you check your wiper blades. All this pollen you got out there, clean your wiper blades. Make sure the rubber's not coming off of it. Make sure they're not streaking up the windows so you're able to see. Uh, coolant, you know, this time people say, well, it's not going to freeze. I don't need no antifreeze. Well, you don't want to put straight water in there because straight water makes the inside the engines rust and Mm -hmm. things rust on the inside internal. You want to make sure that you put your coolant in there and make sure it's ready for summer on there. Uh, Your tires, you want to make sure that your tires are up to the right uh, air pressure, Mm -hmm. you know, and look on the side of the door. There's a little placard inside the door right on the driver's side that says exactly how much air should be in those tires. And make sure you put the air and you check them when it's cold, not if you've been driving, because now it's going to change three or four pounds. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure you have that. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure, like I said, we talked about the filters, uh, belts. Most vehicles only have one belt on it now, and they usually last for about 100,000 miles. But if you got an older vehicle, check that belt. Make sure they don't have cracks in them. Make sure there's no uh, uh, material coming off of it. Make sure the it's all there. Hoses, make sure they're not cracked. Make sure they're not soft. Uh, you want to make sure all this stuff is maintain so you will be able to have a good summer. Right. Or a good winter, depending upon which season we're season in. season we're in at the moment, yes. <laughs> or a good fall. That's it. Or a good spring. We have now got Casey on the line in Macomb. Casey, you are on with Coach Charlie. Hi, how are y'all today? Great. Okay, I have a question about an air conditioner problem. I have a 2008 Honda CRV, and it's willing to blow cold every now and then, but then it blows hot. I thought it was the compressor. And I've had several people look at it, and I've had them, you know, suck, suck it with a vacuum and then put it back in. It's supposed to be the right. But as soon as they do that, it, it's still, it'll blow cold for a second, and then it's blowing hot again. So, I mean, would that be, could that be a problem with the compressor? But like, they, did they change? it's still kicking on. Did they change the compressor? 
No, they did not. Okay, that could be a problem with that compressor where it's not uh, compressing like it's supposed to. Now, there's another thing that you want to be uh, checked too. If there is restriction in the uh, condenser, okay, uh, the condenser is in front of the radiator, but if there is a restriction there, that will cause the vehicle, and they should be able to check the pressures uh, with a manifold pressure gauge. And do they have to add Freon to it? Uh, They did have to add Freon to it. But like I said, after after they as soon as they did it, as soon as they did it, it blew cold, 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 and then it just it stopped. It started blowing hot again. Okay, let me give you an example. Of what I had to do, uh, matter of fact, it was last week. It did. The lady calls me and she says, "Well, my air conditioner is blowing warm, and it gets cold on one side of the vehicle." So I went over there and put some Freon in it because it has a uh, sight glass that I could see how much Freon was in there, and I put Freon in there. And it blew cold on both sides. But the problem is, I had to add Freon. And by me adding Freon, that means there's a leak somewhere. Okay. And that may be the same thing with yours. If the Freon is too much in the vehicle, if you got too much in it, it's going to blow warm. If it's not enough, it's going to blow warm. So you want to take and make sure that they put enough Freon in it or they didn't put too much Freon. Because if it's a Nissan, a Honda, some of these are very... Ticky, it may if it's an ounce over, it will not work correctly. Right, I've I've had about three different people look at it so far. Yeah, check I've, it. I've got a compressor. I've got a compressor in the back of my truck right now, just waiting to be put on. If that was the problem, yeah, go ahead and put so, that so compressor I'm on. Taking it to. Okay. Because I think that's your problem. Like I say, if it doesn't have a restriction in it and they put enough Freon in it, that compressor. And a lot of times, even though that compressor is kicking in, and on a lot of these vehicles, you see that compressor turning all the time because it has a valve, electronic valve on top of the compressor that lets the Freon in and out at a certain time. So the clutch will continue to run. Okay. Okay, well, wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. I listen to your show all the time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Casey. We're discussing general auto maintenance and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up and Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. When I was a kid growing up in the 1980s, I loved the Volvo Turbo Wagons. And the vehicle we have this week really takes me back to that. It's the 2023 Volvo Cross Country B5. This is their mid-sized station wagon that's raised up with a little over 8 inches of ground clearance so you can do some light off-roading. On the outside, it's just pure Volvo. It's understated Swedish design. It's got strong shoulders. It's got the big, tall back end on it. It looks like a Volvo wagon. Inside, just a really nice Swedish design ethic. It has wood grain, light wood grain, and stitch leathering, and Napa leather seats, heated and ventilated in the front, Heated in the rear, so you get those cold winters. They're very comfortable in them. Nice heated leather app steering wheel. And this one has the Bowers and Wilkins audio system. It's a $3,200 option, but it just sounds absolutely divine. Underneath the hood, a 2-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine. Delivers 247 horsepower. And you still get pretty decent gas mileage. 23 miles per hour on the city, 30 on the highway. So what is all this going to cost? Well, cross country starts right at $40,000. This $48,000. This one as equipped. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel.
This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Jermaine Flood, and our expert host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. And it's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, maintenance, so preventive maintenance. Make sure you uh, go ahead and go to the owner's manual, see what the intervals is to change the oil. Make sure you see everything that you can do to keep you driving safely this summer. Right. Make sure you keep up on that maintenance. That's right. We're going to go to our phone lines in Jasper County. We've got a caller on the line. What's your name? And you're on with Coach Charlie. Oh, thank you uh, very much. It's Sydney from Jasper County, Miss Sydney. Hey, Sydney. What's your What's your question or comment? I got an 05 350 F1 uh, F350 with that 6.0 engine. I done paid for that engine twice to get it fixed, <laughs> and I got a, a, a I got a out of them in this lawsuit about that engine. They dropped it. I done paid for that thing twice to get it fixed. This is what I got, Coach. They put some wheel bands in my front tire. And then when they put them in there and put it back together, that steering is hard. What did they do to make it hard? Because you know, Fuller got some good steering. I can't figure that out yet. So they put wheel bearings in your front hubs on yeah. it. Okay, and when you gave it to them, the steering was working fine. I mean, you know, a Ford got the best steering that you hear because I got a whole new front end under there. I replaced everything under there, except the wheel bearing. And they did that for me. And then it started right, Then it started where it wouldn't steer good. No, it don't steer good. I mean, it used to be, you know, a Ford got one of the best steering that you can ever have. Right. And I ain't figured that out yet. Well, does it have a damper on the front? Now, what's that here? Okay, like a shock on the very front of when you have your steering system. Oh, yeah, 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 I got that. Well, I replaced that, too. I put a new one on that. Okay, who did you have put the wheel bearings in? Well, I just have a, a mechanic. That I hope he's a mechanic because he got a big mechanic shop. And uh, uh, he, uh, he, he worked on call. I can't even think name of his shop. Well, what I would try to do is find out who I took it to. Take it back to them and say, "Hey, you put these wheel bearings in. Now my car, my truck don't run like it's supposed to on the steering, and let them check that damper." The damper. Yeah, even though that you replaced it, they might have did. They might have bent something. They might have done something wrong with that front end because really, by them putting wheel bearings in it, it should not have done anything to do with the steering. Mm. Yeah, that was uh, 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 that's what I can't figure out. What did they do? So that was the best thing that you could ever have in this forward. Yeah, they might have bent something. So I'll take it back to them, let them check it out, and go from there. Well, Sydney, I hope that yeah, works. Yeah. Does that work for you? I, it will. And I, and, and I appreciate y'all. Y'all keep up the good work. Now. Okay, thank you. We appreciate you, Sydney. That was amazing, Coach. You just know what to do. You just know what to do. So that's some good stuff. Coach, if I ever need, um, if I'm ever broke down on the side of the road and I have no clue what's going on, I'm calling you. Now I got your number, so now I can. You can do it, <laughs> and I can help you. <laughs> this 
has been a great show. Of course, we were talking about general auto maintenance. Make sure you check your automobile every now and again or on the intervals that you need to check. That way you can be able to, you know, keep driving down the road. Keep traveling right? down the road. No problem. Yeah, we'll keep on trucking because of that. Uh, you won't have to call AAA. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm going to call Double C. That's Coach Charlie. <laughs> well, that'll wrap us up today's for today's autocorrect. Our crew engineer is Jay White. Call screener is, why do I not remember his name right now, Jay? Kevin, Kevin Farrell. Kevin Farrell. <laughs> for Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thank you for listening to Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Mm-hmm.